Mar. I don't care if it takes the entire show today. We will not stop until we figured out all of our gender options. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Now, I realize it's fashionable in some circles to believe that no one in government should encourage others to read the Bible. That we're, we're told that we'll violate the constitutional separation of church and state established by the Founding Fathers in the First Amendment. The First Amendment was not written to protect people and their laws from religious values. It was written to protect those values from government tyranny. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on his side? lot of truth right there. Uh, welcome to the Kate Daly Show. I've got Uncle Milty with me today on a Tuesday, and I'm so grateful to have you listening in all over the globe. Um, go to katedalyradio.com. All of the rec- uh, recorded podcasts of the live show are available for you. And I'm so glad. I'm just glad you're on board today because we have a, a very special guest. I'll waste no time in getting to him since we have such limited time today with him. And um, I, boy, I wish I had a whole hour. I'll tell you that. Uh, Matt Walsh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. In fact, I'm a huge fan. In fact, uh, most listening will understand as I quote you all the time, and I use uh, the pieces that you write and talk about on the show. And I think it's because we agree on, on I, I mean, you're probably one of those that I agree with the most, actually, out there. And I say that because on all issues, you really come at it with a common sense angle, with an angle of, look, these are values, and these are the things that are important to us, and and I'm with you when you're saying these things. You have just come out with a book, and the book is Church of Cowards. And I'm actually excited that you wrote this because um, I know that with all of your writings, um, the fact that I'm so on board with everything you say, we're both anti-feminists, <laughs> and we both speak out so much. That what what did you what did you really want people to take away with this book in particular? Because where where the uh, former book uh, that you wrote, the 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 book uh, Unholy Trinity. Um, you know, catered to, well, a lot of different things, right? It catered to a lot of different issues. What is this one catering to? Is it catering to the Christian? Yeah, well, it's certainly a book, um, you know, on faith and, and about Christianity, and I guess it's a sense for Christians, although if you're, if you're not a Christian, I, I would certainly love for you to, buy, to, to read the book as well. Uh, but what, I, what, I'm, what I'm looking to do is, is diagnose uh, make my my attempt at diagnosing a problem that I think all Christians, uh, all all believing Christians, recognize, which mm-hmm. is that the church in America, and when I say the church, I mean broadly speaking, like Christianity in America, Christendom in the West, uh, that it's 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 sort of in dire straits and yeah. uh, it's collapsing. Uh, you know, not to put uh, too fine a point on it. And why why is that? I mean, why are we losing? The younger generations. Why is it that our that many of our kids are are leaving the faith? Yeah, right, and older people as well. And I think it comes down to complacency and apathy. You know, we're sort of drifting uh, on the tide of the culture, going wherever the culture takes us without much resistance. And in this case, it's taking us out of faith and into secularism. Yeah, absolutely. Are we afraid to stand? Are we afraid to take that stand? We don't want to stand out. We don't want the hate uh, out there that people will deliver once you say something that's uh, that's a contradiction to what the media uh, parades around as truth. 
Yeah, I think a lot of us as Christians, we've bought into the lie that if you're being a Christian means being meek and mild mm-hmm. and uh, and go along to get along, being sort of a peacenik hippie. That, that's, that's the impression of Jesus. That's the image of Jesus that a lot of mm-hmm. people have that the culture presents, and it's just not true. Christianity is a warrior's faith. It's a faith that's for a fighters. Mm-hmm. That's, who G- that's who Jesus was. All you have to do is crack open the Gospels and read it. And uh, and what you'll discover right away is that Jesus is not the kind of uh, you know the, the kind of person that is presented by the culture. Jesus was there to confront sin and hypocrisy and evil and confront the culture of of, of his day, just mm-hmm. as we're supposed to do now. Mm, great point. Yeah, and and Jesus told us in the Gospels that if we live that way, we will be persecuted for it. <laughs> yeah, we should not, we should expect it if we're doing it right. Yeah. That, and that's mm-hmm. that's the guarantee that we were given, so we shouldn't be surprised by it. But the fact is, uh, you know, we have it very easy. As mm-hmm. Christians in other parts of the world, especially in the Middle East, parts of Africa, Asia, you know, North Korea, right. there they face real, direct, violent, bloody persecution where they could actually and are being killed, in fact, at a historic rate even today. You know, the mm-hmm. persecution is worse than it's ever been, in fact, for these Christians. We, we don't face that. The worst for us, most of us, the worst we're going to face if we stand for our faith is some weird looks, maybe an insult, maybe someone throws a, a frowny face emoji at us on Facebook. Right. That's, right. That's, that's pretty much the worst that we have to face. Yet, uh, you know, it's, it's enough to make many of us run for the hills. It's pretty pathetic. So true. In fact, we've been so coddled. Go ahead, Uncle Mitty. Yeah, it's a terrible thing to be called a Bible thumper. <laughs> We should, yeah, you should expect it. And I, and you're right about uh, Christ because he was, he loved people, but he was firm in, in what he taught. He was, he didn't just say anything goes. And I think people, they, they get the wrong message. They think that, that loving each other means anything goes. And I disagree. I think there's a lot of things that don't go. Uh, What's your take on that? Yeah, I think we have conflated love and acceptance as if they're, they're, they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're not. I talk about this in the book. I talk about the false virtues uh, that that many churches promote and acceptance, welcoming, tolerance. These are false virtues. Now, there's nothing in and of itself wrong with with, with these things. Mm-hmm. But um, if if by accepting you mean that we should accept everything about a person, right. even sin, even the things that are destroying them, then that's that's the opposite of love. You know, love, I think it was a, I Aquinas said that, that love is, is to will the good of the other. Mm-hmm. What love is, it's you want what's best for a person in this world and the next. And, uh, and that means not accepting certain things about them. Just like we don't want people who love us to accept the things about us that are bad. We want them to, to lift us up and to point us in the right direction. Yeah. In fact, when you speak out, um, and I, I do too, I mean, on the same kinds of issues at the same exact way you do, when you're speaking out, um, are you surprised that you don't see, because you know that most, the, the majority of the country, truly, um, if it, if, even if it is over just over a half, the majority of the country feels the way the things that you're saying. They, they're nodding their head, but they won't speak out about it. Does that still surprise you? I can't say it surprises me. Uh, I think that look, people, everyone likes to be liked, and we like to be accepted, and we, we, mm-hmm. you know, we, we want to have friends, and we want to be admired. Uh, everyone likes it. I like it. You know, sure, I, sure. I, I, per, I would prefer to, I don't enjoy being hated, but I do like, I'd actually prefer to be admired and loved. I think that's a more pleasant experience. Uh, so it could be difficult for us to, to get past that. 
uh, especially in a in a in a you know in a in a culture like that we have where there's such an emphasis on conforming and fitting in and being accepted by everybody. Uh, so that's just I, I think it's a very it's a very human inclination. Yeah, but at the same time, we have to be able to overcome it. So true. Talking with Matt Walsh about Church of Cowards, and you can find him on the Daily Wire, which we go to daily (laughs) uh, to check it out, and the Church of Cowards. But as far as the churches go, what would you like to see from the churches? Because I'm I'm nervous that the churches are caving, and I'm seeing a lot of headlines and a lot of things I'm not I'm not comfortable with because I expect them to reserve the the same standards that they've had. I think what the what the main thing we need from the church is uh, the church should have a, a, a moral message. shouldn't mm-hmm. run away from, from, from the moral message. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting when you look at someone like Bernie Sanders and the yeah. socialists and, and the leftists in general, and, and they have no trouble connecting with young people. Well, why, why is that? I mean, some of it has to do with the entitlement mentality and so on and so forth. But also, if you look at what leftists do, they have a moral message. They, they, they argue with all their points. They argue on moral ground. Now, I don't agree with their moral arguments. And I think they have the totally wrong prescriptions for everything, and they want government to solve all the problems. I don't agree with so that. True. But they do recognize that people are looking for, looking for that, that moral message, whereas on, on, on the right, among conservatives, and in, in the churches as well, uh, I think we're running away from that. We don't want to, we don't want to engage on that level because yeah. we're afraid we're going to scare people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe you do scare people a little sure. bit, but but still, that's that's what's needed. That that moral uh, leadership and guidance. Are they just afraid of losing the five hundred one c threes? Are they just afraid of losing? Um, you know, as far as going up against court battles, is this what keeps them in fear and and keeps them kind of going with the status quo media media line sometimes? I think that's part of it. Also, also afraid of losing people, afraid of, uh, mm. of scaring people that sure. are sitting in the pews, making them run, run, run away uh, because they feel challenged. And you know, if you're called to, to make sacrifices and you're yeah. called to things like obedience and reverence and repentance, I mean, these are these are scary words, and they're afraid they're going to scare people. And and, and and maybe they will. You know, I, I yeah. think they're, they're, if if the churches start addressing these issues and using words like this. And uh, and having this kind of message, I think there are some quote unquote mm-hmm. Christians who right. will run away, the more lukewarm right. types. But that's okay, you know. I mean, we're told in, in Revelation that it's, it's better to be hot or cold. Well, they're warm, you get spit out of the mouth. So, maybe maybe they're afraid of accountability. Maybe accountability right. is what they're. Yeah, uh, those words. <laughs> the media the media promises you, and and some of these messages out there promise you no accountability whatsoever. Uncle Milty. I think by by the same token, though, if they if they preach the gospel properly and we live that way, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to scare some people away, but it's going to also bring some people to Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yes, yeah, I absolutely, agree. and that, that's that's a real that's a really important point. And in fact. In my experience, the churches that I've gone to uh, that tend to be younger, mm-hmm. ener- more energetic, vibrant, full, mm-hmm. those tend to be the more orthodox, conservative churches. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, you scare some people away, you call the herd a little bit that way, but but then there are a lot more people where this is exactly what they're looking for. This is why they go to church. Amen. Not looking for the same thing they get everywhere else. Interesting. What was the, What's the issue? What's the hill to die on for you? What is the issue that's most important that you speak about? Speak out well, about I mean, every hill. Every hill is a hill to die on for me. I, I you know, that's, that's kind of my, my thing, I guess. But uh, I, you know, for for me, it comes down to the most important issues in the culture are life, things that have to do with life, marriage, family, and now mm-hmm. gender as well. Unfortunately, it's something yeah. we have to defend. Um, but those are the issues, you know, and, and it starts with life. That that yeah. if we can't protect the basic sanctity and, and, and dignity of life at every stage, starting in the womb, 
then where do you go from there? You know, what's, so what's the point of arguing? What's the point of arguing for any other right that we have if we don't start with the basic right to live and to exist? Oh, amen to that. Amen to that. Um, you know, the, the book is Church of Cowards. Get the book. You'll love Matt Walsh. If you have not discovered him yet, you will love Matt Walsh. You'll love all of his views. And I really do hope that you continue to stand up as strong as you have stood because we need to hear these messages and we need to know that there are people out there that are just so firm in, in those messages. I really do thank you for your work, Matt. Thanks, Bill. That means a lot. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate you being with us. I wish we had more time, and and I and yeah, uh, you. welcome you back anytime. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Matt Walsh. And the book is Church of Cowards. You've got to get it. Thank you, Matt. And be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. KateDalyRadio.com. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Glad that you are listening in. And a big thank you to Matt Walsh for coming on. Uh, the show. Um, I've really enjoyed reading Matt Walsh and uh, he had a show on the blaze for a long time and now he's with Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro um, and he just makes sense. Um, there's so many things that he speaks out about um, men. Um, he speaks out about uh, being sort of an anti-feminist. Um, he doesn't like the feminism movement, either do I. And uh, there's so many things we agree on. In fact, his take on abortion, um, it, all kinds, gender, everything. And I really admire his work. Um, so you can find him on The Daily Wire. The book, again, is Church of Cowards, A Wake-Up Call to Complacent Christians. You know, there is a lot of, there's a lot of complacency because we've had it easy. We've just yeah. really had it easy. And, and I, I think we don't realize how easy we've had it. I think that we just sort of, I don't know. I think with religious freedom has come this, this sort of message that we've taken in America. Like you get your religious freedom here and you just go about your business. Well, there's, there's, there's still some standing up to do. I mean, I don't think we realize how important that is to keep that. I mean, to, that we have to fight to actually keep it. Well, yeah, too. but we do. Because if you look at the history of mm -hmm. the church in the United States, the Christian right. church, one of the things that, that used to be said all the time was, oh, he just preaches fire and brimstone. Right. Well, that's because you're in danger of fire and brimstone <laughs> if you right. don't live according to the laws of Christ. There's nothing wrong with teaching mm -hmm. that. But our leaders in our churches today are afraid of that. Yeah. They don't, you don't ever hear them. You very rarely do you hear any Christian minister right. talk about going to hell. Mm hmm. But yeah. that's where we're headed if we don't do the right thing. But luckily, I mean, I, I like what you said about um, actually this will make people want to stand, want to be part of, of you know, if, if the if the churches were really strong in stepping out and, and saying, no, this is what the deal is, that they, that they would attract the people that say, OK, because people are looking for that, too. They don't. 
They don't say that, but they are looking for it. When you read the Gospels, Mm -hmm. Christ did not tell you how to attract people to him (laughs) by making it sound all great and wonderful. Right, right. By pampering the message. You can't just tell them the reward. You have Uh to tell them the punishment, too. Mm -hmm. And if you don't follow Christ, there is punishment. You can't be afraid to say that. right. Yeah, it was kind of like that conversation I had um, with with a person that that said, if you're not for the LGBT, if you're not supporting them, you're mean, you're you're yeah. unchristian. And I thought, no, that's not the equivalent. <laughs> because I stand up for Christian values is not the equivalent of that. I'm sorry. It just it doesn't mean I'm a mean person. And so that's what we're getting sold, though, in um, in the media and in, I think, culture right now. To be politically correct is to say, oh, I just love, I just love, don't stand for anything. Oh, no, just just love. It's the religion of love, actually. It's it's kind of bizarre. It is about love. Mm-hmm. But by the same token, if you truly love someone, you want them to have the best, and the best is Christ. Mm-hmm. So that's where the love comes in. We've gotten to the point where it's become more important. You know, what's the main argument that, that, that non-Christians use if you tell them, you know, you're that's a sin, and if you do that, mm-hmm. there's punishment? Well, I believe in a loving God. I believe in a loving God that wouldn't punish. If he if he's a loving God, why would he punish? Well, if your parents love you, why would they punish you? <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So you learn. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I am I'm glad he's out there writing. I'm glad yeah, he's putting I can't out wait these to things. read it. I'll, I'm yeah. gonna buy it as soon as I can. It comes out today. Yeah. Um and it's called The Church of Cowards, uh, A Wake-Up Call to Complacent Christians. He's hard on Christians because he wants people to stand and he wants people to, he doesn't want to be one of the lone voices out there. And the sad part is, is that he is. And, oh, you should see how the media goes after him. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. They they go after him so hardcore on everything uh, that he says. And they make it sound like he's from Mars. Well, Actually, no, he's got all the common sense in the world and the media is from Mars. I mean, they're the ones trying to sell you that as normal. And that's our problem is that we've got all those bigger voices out there saying this is what's normal. And we've just got to get it back to where we say, no, this is normal. This is normal. You know, we often talk about how easy it is to communicate in this Mm -hmm. age. But in some ways it isn't, because I love listening to Matt Walsh, mm-hmm. but you have to make time for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it you, I mean, yeah. e- even though he's on, you know, he's mm-hmm. on a blog or mm-hmm. he does podcasts, you still, if you don't make the time for it, right. you're not going to listen to right. it. Right, right. I agree. I agree. And uh, of course, you can call up 888-673-1450, 888-TOLL-FREE. 673-1450, not like it matters. <laughs> Things have so changed in our culture. Um, but uh, 888-673-1450, um, he really does. He puts out a lot of great stuff and, and talks about gender a lot like we do and, and a lot about men and women like we do. And um, like I said, there just really isn't that many voices that, that are, are bold out there that will do it. I really applaud those that do. And, and maybe if you're somebody that is interested in blogging and is interested in putting it out there, now would be a good time to do that. I think we've kind of we've kind of taken the back seat for a long time. And you know what it is, Uncle Milty? It's kind of like just being in shock all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way? I always feel like I'm just in shock of where things are at. 
How did it get this way? Oh my gosh, is that, are they nuts? Is this crazy? Is this headline crazy? And then all the, and you realize that we've been saying that now for a decade, right? Yeah. Can they get any crazier? I mean, honestly, you know how many times I get on the show and I say I'm without words. I don't even. What do you even say to this nonsense? You, you, I know it's difficult. It's difficult, uh, and our society is becoming more and more secular. Mm-hmm. And 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 they seem to be winning the battle. Yeah. Of course, that's kind of prophesied too. You know? Yeah, I for mean, sure. Everyone's for sure. not going to make it. Christ makes that very clear in the gospel too. Mm-hmm. And we're not all getting there, you know. Yeah. And, and yet, so many churches preach that all you have to do is ask for forgiveness. No, that's not all you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Penance. Yeah. Like he said, they don't want to hear the word uh, repentance. Yeah. yeah. And they, they, people are scared of that word. And um, I have to agree. I think they are. I think there are people out there that just, they just want to think what they're doing is fine. No matter what they yeah. do, everything's accepted. And that's the message they're putting out for all of us is you accept me. And if you don't, that's on you. You're not the nice one. And I get to be accepted for whatever I do. Um that's, it's a sad state of affairs that we're in right now. For weak people, that's mm-hmm. a comfortable way to live, though. Feeling that no yeah. matter what you do, nobody's going to judge you. Right. Oh, they don't, you can't judge me. Right, right. No, it's true. It's true. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Um, it reminds me of Victor Frankl said in his book, mm-hmm. Man's Search for Meaning, he talks about the existential vacuum. I think that's where, you know, we we're in that and we see the mental health issues. Yeah. Um, and he talks about that being due to this lack of meaning. And and so I think there is an effort for the church, an opportunity for churches to be a little bit more bold, assertive, mm-hmm. bold, yeah, and assertive mm-hmm. in, in, in teaching meaning and helping people come to it because that's what they're searching for. Right, right. Thank you. I appreciate that. One question, I really do, thank you. One question I was going to ask him and I didn't get to it was those messages, um, if they had been bolder, if they had been bolder in the last decades, would we be seeing so many people out there in our culture right now having a problem with trying to find themselves either in the LGBTQ community, even though maybe they're not gay, but but searching to see if that's them and the trans world? Are they searching to see if that's them? Maybe had the churches just stayed with the bold, you Fire know, and brimstone. Well, just <laughs> I mean, the boldness, I mean, just by well, saying that's, that's not OK. That's right. No, that we would okay. be in better shape today. I don't have any doubt of that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the suicide rate would be much, much lower. Mm-hmm. We talk about a climbing suicide rate all the time. Right. Well, if people aren't afraid to, of the punishment of the sin of taking your own life, mm-hmm. I mean, my gosh, what right. else is going to stop you then? Right. But we're afraid because of the survivors of the suicide to oh, offend them. Right. You know, we to don't say, want to offend them. Well, anybody. to say anything about it. You don't want to say anything about it. So you, you just don't say uh, anything. But I think the churches, um, I think just in the last 30, 40, 50 years, they've really shied away. And, and they're so afraid of people not coming, like you said, that mm-hmm. they're just, they're backing off their own messages. And they, those are the ones that really need to lead out. And it's a problem we have in the Catholic Church, just mm-hmm. like all the yeah, churches. Yeah, all the churches have this problem. Uh, our, our priests today mm-hmm. have a tendency to allow 
yeah. allow sin mm-hmm. to not condemn sin. Under the guise of con- kindness? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and uh, it's not kind. It's like kind of like tough love, you right. know? Yeah. Well, it's like a parent. I it, mean, a parent has to be a parent. You have to be a parent. If you don't condemn yeah. sin, then mm-hmm. you condone it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's strange. And, you know, changing the dialogue as they did several decades ago to say that it's kindness is the equivalent to being Christian. And if you're not accepting and kind of everything in anybody, you're not a Christian. When they changed that, why didn't we hurry and rebuke that message? Mm-hmm. Because we you know what we did? We kowtowed to that. We, we let them we, we actually probably stopped and thought, oh, are we not nice? Are we not nice? <laughs> Instead of saying, hey, you just took that and, and, and said something with that that's absolutely not true. And it's very uh, contrary, actually, to the truth. And those two things are not equal. That, and I think a lot of people, when that started happening, felt, yeah, you know, a non-judgmental, loving God will bring more people in. Mm-hmm. It didn't work that way. No, it didn't. It didn't. Because you can't shift those values you just can't and expect to to survive, and he's right. Um, there needs to be a big a big call out for people to be um, to stop being so complacent. For the churches to start standing, and you know what, they might lose a few people, and that's okay. Maybe those people will come back because they're bold, and that was your whole point mm-hmm. in bringing that up. Uh, and that's why Matt loved that comment because it's more about stand strong. It's kind of like with good parenting too. You stand strong and the kids end up, my gosh, they end up actually going, wow, my, my parents had something going on. When the parents kowtow, it's kind of interesting to see what happens, isn't it? Well, look at our children today. Yeah. Look at how many of them are just drifting aimlessly because their parents let them do as they please. So true. Caller 40 seconds. Go. I'm just simply going to say, Kate, that the problem is, is how well do people in the churches truly believe in the God they say they believe in? Because Mm. one of the problems is the church is always compromising to the other side. Mm -hmm. And if you really believe in God the way you say you do, and I'm not saying this against you or Uncle Milty, because I think you're making yourselves clear, but what I'm saying in the church in general, uh, if you really believe in God the way you say you do, then you should believe that God will bless the message that you give if you Mm -hmm. give the message that he approves of. Right, yes. right. Amen. That's a great point. Amen. Great point. Thank you, Sam. Very really, simple. Yep. You bet. You're right, Sam. Really appreciate right that. On. Thank you. That was right on. Yep. <clears throat> very, very true. And uh, we need to get bolder, don't we? Um, be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. Balance of nature, changing the world, one life at a time. My husband is getting great results with his blood work, and he just feels great. Also, his hair is growing in. (laughs) It's really interesting. He's getting lots of new hair, which I thought was pretty amazing. And as for me, I don't seem to have as many flare-ups. And if I do get one, it doesn't seem to be as bad or last as long. I'm assuming it's because of the balance of nature, because I haven't changed anything and I'm not doing anything differently. We're very happy with the product and looking forward to staying on it and seeing where it takes us. 
Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order of fruits and veggies. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Billy Ray was a preacher's son, and when his daddy would visit, he'd come along. When they gather around and started talking, that's when Billy would take me walking. Out through the backyard, we go walking. Then he looked into my eyes. Lord knows to my surprise, the only one who Hi could there. ever Welcome back. Me. Kate Daly Show. Uh, of course, you can call up 888-673-1450. We are just talking with Matt Walsh at the beginning of the hour about complacency, uh, Christian complacency, and something that he talks about often on his blog on the Daily Wire with Ben Shapiro. And uh, honestly, it's a huge, huge topic, isn't it? Um, we really do need to be more assertive and bold. And uh, by the way, get to the website. Try Balance of Nature. You will love Balance of Nature. 31 Fruits and Vegetables. You can't not go wrong. Three fruits, three vegetable capsules, and you're done for the day, which is such a nice feeling, by the way, to know that you're getting good fruits and vegetables. If you add my name in, Kate, K-A-T-E, you can actually get 35% off and free shipping right now. Uh, it's the biggest deal they give. Make sure you're taking advantage of it because it's guaranteed and you can try it. It is really that good. Get those vegetables every day at Balance of Nature. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah, um, in your in your context of uh, of the churches, mm-hmm. I read an article here recently that talked about the inconvenient truth, mm. and I, I think that's what it comes down to: yeah. is a lot of people don't want to hear the truth. Yeah, that's true. They, they like their life the way it is, and and to be honest with you, church can be a huge inconvenience in your life. <laughs> yep, it's a commitment, and uh, and it's it's very, very true, and there's some accountability there, isn't there? And people don't like accountability these days. <clears throat> no, no, I, I just want to do what I want to do, yeah. and don't bother me. So true. Thanks for that thought. I really appreciate it. Yep, you're right, and I have to say, you're right on the money. It's true. Yeah. You know, these hours are really important on the show because we're going to go there, whereas probably a lot of shows won't. Um, but I, I feel like it's really important because this is the backbone of who we are. We're allowing a cultural shift right now. And I think that's hard for people to hear. I, I know like you, I'm shocked by it, but we're also allowing it. We really are. The majority of our country could stand up tomorrow. Yep. And, and believe me, you'd be probably shocked at how many people feel the same way you do, but they don't speak out. And if they did, mm-hmm. and, okay. They say that what sixty some mm-hmm. odd percent of the country right. is still Christian. Uh huh. Imagine if they all stood up for right. Christ. Yeah, if they all just stood up for and values and morals yeah. and started talking about them again, because then Matt Walsh wouldn't sound so peculiar right. in the midst of all the media bashing him. Do you know what I mean? Because boy, they're trying to make him sound like that, but he has more common sense in his pinky than I've heard from a lot of people out there. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Well, I have the opposite problem. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm supposed to be a Christian, and I'm in a church where politically they're the exact opposite of me. When they talk mm-hmm. political stuff, I grit my teeth and uh. want to just die. But anyway, <laughs> what, what I need to do, 
and the reason I'm there is because God told me if you if I put you in another church where people differ with you, you have to love them. Mm-hmm. And if you can't love these people who are pretty loving, <laughs> right. but are politically different, what are you going to do if I put you someplace else? They right, thought, right. Oh, and then the other thing is like mm-hmm. God has a plan, right? Mm-hmm. And I said. I've been hungry all the time, and I eat, and I eat, and I eat, and I'm not satisfied. And somebody said, maybe you're hungry for something else. And I said, maybe for God. And he said, I would never be that stupid. And I thought, yes, you could. Oh, wow. So yeah. the, plan, the plan is that mm-hmm. for, for Lent, um, I have this balance of nature, which is absolutely perfect. Oh, I'm you so get, glad. You get the nutrition you Good. need. Good. And I am so glad you got that. I really it's am. Clean, it's clean food. You know, it's mm-hmm. organic. doesn't have any pesticides. Sure. So you won't die. You <laughs> won't starve or anything. Actually, That's you'll awesome. probably be in better shape than you ever had. And yeah. the other thing is, so for the, for those 40 days, I'm going to feast on God. Mm. And, like, if there are vegetables that are all the colors of the rainbow, mm-hmm. maybe God is, too. Mm. Mm. So I have a, a bit of investigating to do. And wow, like, I love it. This Thank is, you. I know I'm a kid. I know I don't <laughs> know my hand from my foot. But at least God has a plan, you know. And I'm, I and love I'm your that phone way. call. And Thank I you. I know that, that, like, for you guys, you're all older in me than the Lord. Uh, but, like, I asked one time, I said, you know, in... in um, Second Peter mm-hmm. one five, you know, he mm-hmm. says, "I'm glad you guys have faith that you trust God." Yeah. But there's more to it, and then right. he lists the stuff that would curl your hair. <laughs> but after have you do that, and it says, "And then you're a vessel fit for the master's use." And I said, "What's that?" Yeah. And I said, yeah. "God, what's that?" And he said, "Fred Rogers." Ah, uh, yeah. I just watched that. Thank you so much. I love your phone okay. call. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for that. I just watched that movie, actually. Did you? It's a good guy. Yeah. Um, Fred Rogers. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> there's a lot of truth uh, there in that phone call. And let me say, you know, this show doesn't veer off here uh, very often, um, I would say. Mostly, we stick to mostly politics and things like that. But, at the, you know what? At the root of everything... This is really what it is. And it's how you view the world and it's how you view everything. Um, we really do have to have to stand up for what is good and not just live our lives, but stand up for how we live too. Uh, you know, the beacon on the hill sort of thing. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yes. Uh, the common theme, as you realize, to your conversation here mm-hmm. is loyalty to God. Mm-hmm. And loyalty to God means loyalty to the scriptures. Right. And that's where the problem is. People are not taking the scriptures, taking God serious. It is law, it's their own salvation, the gospel, all of it. And I, why I bring this up, I read a book about 20, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and it really hit me, a Christian book. And it cited the verses, one of the things it did, cited the verses in the Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, mm-hmm. of the prophets fearing God. Mm-hmm. Fear God. They, the, your salvation eventually will be tied to or uh, your commitment to loyalty to the law. If you mm-hmm. love me, you'll keep my commandments, as Christ said, is in fearing God. And there were, oh, I don't know, what maybe 100, but uh, maybe 50. I've forgotten what it was. But it was a huge number of references in right. the verses to the fear of God from the prophets. Mm-hmm. If the prophets fear God, and, and there, that was the, their lesson for right. us, 
uh, we need to be fearing mm-hmm. God. And I think that's part of the problem. We don't fear God. Uh, yeah. And at least that's what the scripture said. The great problem, point. Part of the problem is. Fantastic point. Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and it is hard to be bold because it means that, well, let's put it this way. When I started speaking out about all these things and being an anti-feminist and talking about abortion the way I do and talking about LGBTQ and gender and things like that, I lost some friends. I lost some friends along the way. Did you really? I really did. And, did uh, really? friends and some neighbors and you name it. I mean, it's not an easy <clears throat> thing, but you know what? When in the big scope of things, is that like the biggest deal ever? I mean, Really, it isn't. I mean, look at all the people like Matt Walsh said that that are in other countries having to stand. Can yeah. you I mean, can you even imagine what that would be like? So, yeah, for myself, Rough, but I, not hard. I don't even consider that losing friends. Yeah, because you're losing the ones that, you know, they, were they really anyway? your friends if right. they disagree so totally with yeah. your principles? Yeah. I mean, honestly, are you having honest conversations with them? Because I'm going to guess we're not right. Yep. Uh, they're more of like an acquaintance. And so, um, and it's hard because, you know, the people around you, what's really funny too, is they get a little uneasy when you're bold. They get a little uneasy when you speak out. Um, those that almost love you the most too, are going to probably have some uneasy feelings about that. But, you know, we're seeing such a cultural shift right now. We are seeing stuff that just, like the caller said, curls my toes every day. It, when I first started radio, it used to be maybe maybe once a month we were getting a really crazy headline. And it's not like that anymore. It's this every day. And, uh, and it's scary. It's scary to even see the politicians like... Elizabeth Warren was out talking about how how it's unkind to uh, to people to boys to not be able to compete against girls. Oh and yeah, very. I mean, unkind. all these crazy headlines and how they're twisting things. And at the root of it, I really do think at the root of it that's causing all of this is people were looking for a way to get away with doing whatever they wanted, so they don't have to call anything sin, so that they can they can love and accept themselves when they look in the mirror. And I'm, I'm just bottom lining it. This is what I think it's all about. And they, they wanted to be able to have a culture embrace that. And if they can get the culture to embrace it, then they're hoping down deep inside at some point they will too. And they'll feel like, okay, so what I'm doing is okay. What I'm doing is okay. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's, it's not. It's not okay. It never will be because, because nothing can mimic peace. Uh, you can't, uh, you know, even the adversary, you can't, you can't mimic peace. So when you have peace about your life and you know where that comes from, right? Um, because you're, you're living a life that's good. You're living a life that, that is in accordance with all the values that you know to be true. And so this is why they're trying so hard to sell the be kind, the Mm -hmm. be kind. It's on all the t-shirts. Everything is be kind, be kind, be kind. Because they just want everybody to forget about sin and then just go with the mantra, be kind. And then everybody feels good about whatever they're doing. When in a sense, they really won't ever feel really, really great about it down deep inside. That's the whole problem. Sounds like a plan by the adversary. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and so we're seeing all the the cultural shift. We're seeing more people jump in because the more people that jump in, see, shore up that temporary notion that no matter what you do is okay. 
And then if you could, if you, if you look around you and you see a, a whole media in Hollywood and everybody telling you it's just fine to be promiscuous, it's just fine to abort a baby, it's totally okay to just switch up who you are and, and it's not a, it's not a anything mental that's going on with you. You just want to, it's okay to do all of that. Um, then you start to go, wow, I really can get away with all this. Mm. And I, I know, I know it's going to sound harsh to a lot of people, but I have to get to the point where I don't care that it sounds harsh because as the media says what they say, and as Hollywood says what they say, and the kids go to school and they get a totally separate message. It was like the traditional wife. We were going to talk about that. And, and the traditional wife, when was the last time these young girls heard a message that it's okay to be married? It's okay to save yourself for marriage. It's okay to um, love your husband. It's okay to stay home with your kids. What they hear is hyper individualism and careerism. That's all they hear. They don't ever get these other messages anymore. And hopefully they're getting them at home, but that's really the only place they're ever going to get them now. Yeah. I remember in school when when sex education became an issue. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they barely wanted to even broach the subject, right, right. you know. And today, it's like they're actually teaching perversion mm-hmm. in our schools. Yeah. If we allow that then how can we tell our children yeah, what's right? You're right. You're right. And then you become the smaller voice because they're yeah. there eight hours a day and then they come home. And how many conversations have we had with our kids this week so far? You know, they, sometimes it's just, uh, you know, good night and, and see you in the morning. And that's, that's tough. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. You have about a minute. Yeah, just real quick. I mean, look at the statistics, though. How many kids live in a home where mom and dad both live there? Yeah, it's true. You know, it's scary. I mean, the, it is the, scary. It's the it's the destruction of the family, mm-hmm. which yeah. is the core of society. Right. Right. Because yeah, you know, I mean, it's like if I'm, you don't I'm have mom you. and dad at home, dad's in jail, or I mean, no things 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 are happening out there. You yeah. know, it just. Most of them are being raised. They don't have parents who have done, and a lot of the parents feel like they can't teach their kids that because they didn't do it. Right. And I'll be a hypocrite if I do that, but you know, mm-hmm. so now the ideal is not going to be right there presented at all. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's a great point. Great, another great point. Yep. Um, and uh, and how many how many times? See, in the 1950s, it was this is our way of life. We embrace we embrace this, but since then, it's become. Um, you know, those messages of family and two parents staying together and and all of these ideals now that this has become the most peculiar thing to talk about. You're peculiar if you think these things. Hmm. And they've been very successful in, um, in, in just kind of abolishing what the norm should be and, and in values and morals. And so our kids need to be hearing it all the time, all the time. I just, I fear, I fear what a decade of of more of this looks like Um, because these messages are very alluring. The ones that, I mean, no accountability. (laughs) Who doesn't want that? (laughs) Everybody wants that. No accountability. I have to be responsible for anything I do and everything goes and everyone's just supposed to be nice to me and never tell me what I'm doing might not be okay. My gosh, who doesn't want that (laughs) message? Um, And so we're competing against something that is very desirable and that is very, very difficult, isn't it? 
Um, but we'll, compl- we'll, we'll keep speaking out. And I applaud Matt Walsh and all of his efforts. His book is Church of Cowards, um, A Wake-Up Call to Complacent Christians. Get the book. I think it comes out today or tomorrow. Make sure you get the book uh, and share the book, too. And share it online. Let people know you got it. And, of course, we'll be right back on The Kate Daly Show. Don't go anywhere. Hi, this is 